a long time ago. It's the ship that made the castle run in less than 12 parts and the great disturbance of the force. I told you she would never partially betray the rebellion. That's no move. Caught in a trap and it's pulling us in. Adapted from the original rough draft screenplay by George Lucas, The Star Wars! Alerted to an impending Imperial attack and invasion, Jedi General Skywalker organized a valiant defense of the planet Aqualai against an immense space fortress. But Skywalker's efforts were undermined by traitors in the Senate who welcomed the Empire. Young Jedi Anakin Starkiller was dispatched to retrieve the headstrong Princess Leia and return her to safety within the hidden fortress beneath the Palace of Light. Elsewhere, the convoy carrying Aqualai's king, Chaos, was destroyed during an Empire bombardment of the planet. Meanwhile, aboard the Space Fortress, two construction droids, R2-D2 and C-3PO, terrorized by the ongoing battle, escaped in a life pod to Aqualia below. And thus begins The Star Wars, issue number three, published November 2013. When we enter into this exciting new episode of the Star Wars. This issue opens up with Vader up in his space fortress, extremely mad, the droids on their way down to the surface below, and a very distraught Aqualia war room within General Luke Skywalker's underground hidden fortress. No sign of Starkiller or the Princess General. There was much damage in that area. It's very, very hopeless, looking very bleak. Meanwhile, on the surface of Aqualai, we have, near the Dune Sea, in Judland, C-3PO and R2-D2 making their way across the sand. What's really cool about these drawings here is the rendering of C-3PO is very much in sync with the conceptual drawings by Ralph Quarry. And I love seeing that version of C-3PO here in these pages. It really harkens back to that early nostalgic vibe of the 70s with some of those conceptual renderings. Meanwhile, we have Starkiller and Princess Leia picking up the two droids. And they are racing along in what appears to be a more refined land speeder. This doesn't look like the one from A New Hope. This one is more refined, more shiny, with a bubble visor up there, clear, and looks like something more out of Phantom Menace that you would have seen from Naboo, but it's here on this desert planet of Aqualai. Once they've got the droids on board, they then continue along the range and eventually find the entrance to the secret base underneath of the capital. So there you have Starkiller walking in with Princess Leia, and they encounter General Skywalker. General, I want you to do something with this barbarian. He's the most. I received your message, Princess Leia, but the king, your father, is dead. Killed in an enemy attack. I'm so sorry. My mother and brothers? The queen is here. Your mother is safe. So are your brothers. They're all in the main chamber. And she goes racing off, very, very distraught at the loss of her father. Later in the throne room of the hidden fortress, Queen Breha holds an important audience. The Senate has been corrupted. They cannot rule without your wish. I rule by marriage with the king dead. I am not strong enough to stop them. Leia is now the true queen. She must be protected. The line must be preserved. General, 
You must deliver Leia and her brothers to the Apuchi system. They will be safe there, General. The Chrome companies on Opuchi have offered to supply you with the men and ships necessary to return Leia to the throne. I am too old for such a long journey, and it won't be easy. The Empire already controls the spaceport cities, and I must lead the evacuation of our palace home. Mother, you must not stay. And with that, we will. Have to travel in disguise. No one can suspect wealth or royal training, and I must have full command. I fear the new queen will not stand for this. Do not put words into my mouth. I will do what is necessary. Go now. May the force of others be with you, mother. So there you have the succession of power, the mother, the queen, handing over the throne to Princess Leia, effectively making her a queen. And with that, you have General Skywalker off with Starkiller. And they are going about seeing that the movement and transfer is successfully done. They encounter R2-D2 and C-3PO and bring them on board. They also have a skirmish with some of these Imperial forces. And that is just a fantastic action scene with General Skywalker pulling out his lightsaber and they scurry away. Meanwhile, we have this chase ensue along the desert and this invasion force by the Imperials. You have stormtroopers with lightsabers on top of what appears to be like these large ostrich beings. And there's also these hovercraft, these gliders, in addition to larger vessels that are all heading in to the main city to essentially take it over. Meanwhile, General Skywalker, Starkiller, along with the princess and the droids, are trying to figure out a way to get around this evasion force, but also at the same time sabotage it and try to slow it down. We then have a cutscene back to the headquarters where Darth Vader is encountering Prince Valorum. Welcome, Prince Valorum. Your exploits are legendary. I have long waited to meet a Knight of the Sith. If there is any way I can assist you, my entire command is at your bidding. So this is the introduction of this Sith Knight, this Lord Valorum. And it looks like Darth Vader here, so far from what we can tell, is purely an Imperial military general. I have not witnessed any Force powers, any Sith powers within Vader in these comic book pages yet. So this is really other than in the first issue we had that attack of that Sith Knight trying to assassinate both Starkiller and his family. Here now we have another Sith Knight enter into the fold, and he has landed on the hovering space fortress to then eventually go down and lead an assault on Aquilae as they continue to try to consolidate power and take over this planet. There is a fantastic melee that ensues between the stormtroopers and Starkiller and Skywalker. They are resisting being apprehended and being brought in. Starkiller wields his lightsaber and he just slices through two stormtroopers without even a single thought of expressing any sort of mercy. And with that, Anakin, the twins, and along with them are the twins, the brothers of Princess Leia, who they're also protecting. And this is an epic, epic battle. Princess Leia also wields a blaster and they just lay waste 
to this entire Imperial patrol and start to get back on their way. And they're just really being hunted down here in the desert. And we are left on a cliffhanger, and that is an explosion happening in the back of some Imperial vessels. And wow, did you see that? And these are the twins speaking. And what about Leia? Yeah, we just escaped from a thousand stormtroopers. Good timing, but a basic maneuver. I wasn't going to brag, sir. C-3PO, I knew we would be all right. 3PO, you listening? Well, wait, do you know? And he fainted. And next will be the Battle of the Dune Birds and Cantina Showdown. And we're left on that cliffhanger. So the quality of the art in this issue continues to be exquisite. I am really impressed with the quality of this digital art and the level of detail that was done by the penciler, Mike Mayhew, the colorist, Rain Barreto, and our cover artist being Nick Runge. This story written by Jonathan Rinsler is absolutely captivating. I am really enjoying this adaptation of this original script by George Lucas, The Star Wars. Obi-Wan, take us out. Your destiny lies upon a different path from mine. The Force will be with you. Always. This Marvel Legends comic book series is dedicated in loving memory of Charles Lippincott, who George Lucas hired in late 1975 to join the first Star Wars production as Vice President of Advertising, Publicity, Promotion, and Merchandising. To quote George, Charlie was one of the founding pillars of the Star Wars films and phenomenon. He began in earnest the concept of licensing motion pictures at a time when only other company doing so was Disney. Charlie was the one who said early on that we can make this work and was the first person to both develop Star Wars licensing and engage with the fans. He had insights into marketing and public relations that were truly unparalleled and prime example of that is San Diego Comic-Con today. Charlie is widely credited for setting the trajectory of Star Wars fandom with his grassroots style convention presentations beginning in 1976 well before the release of the first film. Those early appearances included Mark Hamill, who accompanied Charlie on a promotional tour for Star Wars, this barnstorming of conventions celebrating science fiction, fantasy, and comic books resulted in movie theaters welcoming large crowds of fans on Star Wars opening day, due in large part to Charlie's early promotional efforts. In addition, Charlie sought out the very first comic book and toy deals with Marvel and Kenner, now Hasbro, respectively, two iconic legacies that continue to this day. Thank you, Charlie, for Star Wars comics becoming a reality. And that's what this Legends series is all about. The Force will be with him always.